This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Ken, and with me today are Cody and Kyle. Hi, everyone. Hi. Happy Friday. I know. It's like exciting to be done at the end of this week, <laughs> but it's also Easter weekend, so mm-hmm. it's... Um, should I say happy Good Friday? How does that work? No. No? You just acknowledge that it, it is Good Friday and oh. then move on. Okay. <laughs> Tip the cap to Good Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Tip of the cap to, to you. To those good who Friday. celebrate the holidays. Yeah. Enjoy the holidays. And then it, it's Easter weekend this weekend. So I hope I hope everybody has good weather. We've had such bad weather here that mm-hmm. I'm looking at an Easter egg hunt in the snow. <laughs> As it should be. Montana's the best. Most years are. Although we had one glorious April a couple years ago where you had the best Easter egg hunt. In shorts. Yeah. Like (laughs) it was just so beautiful that day. And it was probably the only time we really got to do the eggs in the yard like properly. So. Oh yeah. Dad was making cocktails. It was awesome. (laughs) It was a good good one. The way it's supposed to be celebrated. It's all been in snow since. So. But the cocktails will still come out, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. the shorts. Depends on, <laughs> it depends on how many cocktails I have. <laughs> <laughs> right. That also, that also uh, depends. It makes the length of the shorts shorter. <laughs> the more cocktails yeah. I have, how much thigh I'm willing to show off. Just slowly yeah. inches up. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I see the white part of his leg, I'm like, oh, you're cut off. <laughs> as to tan at some point. That, that's true. But... <laughs> Trying but to help I, I you like, out, Ken. I, li- I like a little mystery. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, how about we talk about this Easter weekend's uh, booking strategies? How are things looking so far? Um, Good. I think that Fantastic Beasts had a pretty strong Thursday early show showing. I do believe it's going to probably be front-loaded with fans, although we'll get into our review later. It was not, for me, as disappointing as I thought it was going to be. And so I do think it'll, it will hold up and be fine. So, okay. But for, for families that don't want to see something kind of like more dark and ominous, I still think Sonic is going to be huge this weekend. So I, you know, I don't want to, wouldn't want anybody to take away shows from Sonic. You don't, to, you don't think Sonic's going to drop off a cliff like a certain, <laughs> certain Morbius did? No, <laughs> no, I don't. I think Sonic is going to be even better so. Even better. I mean, not opening. <laughs> Sorry, I just meant like their drop off is going to be even better. It's going to be more normal. It's yeah. closer to that fifty like, to sixty percent range. I would be surprised if it was like forty-eight, fifty. Like yeah. I, that's the percent okay. that I'm expecting. Yeah, I mean, a normal drop off. But even if it got, I could see a little lower, like forty-five percent, because um, of the it's holiday. the only PG film. Yeah, we have right now. Yeah. so I could see it being even even less i mean when was the last time we saw a 45 percent drop for like a big release on week two i think that would be everyone would be ecstatic over that yeah yeah, yeah. no it's... yeah not since spider-man like not since the that you know well Christmas. even wasn't wasn't that one even like 50 yeah. percent probably yeah but, of course yeah right yeah right you, but they did 250 million dollars week <laughs> one you can't do 50% is $125 million, which makes it the first and second biggest openings <laughs> <laughs> of 2021. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Uh, what about Father's Stew? How has how's that been looking? Um, I think it's going to be strong in some markets, but it is a rated R faith-based title, which mm. 
There's or, not or, a lot of history on those. Yeah, it seems counterintuitive to have a faith title that's R, but it is R for language. It's it's what I like to call like a, a naughty R, but not soft R. a soft R. <laughs> Just it's more like naughty language than it is like anything really bad in it. More so. than one f bomb, perhaps. Yeah, there's a lot Possibly. of f bombs. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them in this in the first part. I hear. Oh, so, okay. But after, but besides that, it's still a really good story, and I think it still has a good, strong cast. And you forget because he does it so rarely that Mark Wahlberg can act. Yeah. So, <laughs> like he's an actor for a living. He doesn't just run around away from fake robots. Like he actually knows how to put his face to the screen. It always does emote. become a. It always does become a surprise when you see him act well, right? <laughs> All of a sudden, you're like, oh yeah, Marky Mark can act. Yeah. <laughs> He's got this. Yeah. Good for him. (laughs) (laughs) So I, well, I think it's going to be strong, especially in the like areas we picked, you know, obviously we tried to only place it in places that we thought it would do well. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, it's not going to blow open the doors on any major grosses this weekend. I don't believe. But seven to 10 million is what's expected. Yeah. For... And I think that's really good because it's not better than a, Morbius. It's not 3000 <laughs> plus prints. So yeah, yeah. It, I mean, that means that it's going to have a stronger per screen average 20, and that's what we want. Yeah. 2,500 prints roughly is what we're seeing. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just such a hard title to pigeonhole. I mean, we only have one of these that's succeeded an R rated faith based title, which was passion of the Christ. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's the beginning and middle and end of these films that have made $20 million, which isn't a lot. Right. (laughs) And there are some on the peripheries, but those are like three, $4 million films that we've seen from Mel Gibson. Funny enough. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I know he's in this one. He'll have the two biggest R rated faith based titles of all time. Not many people can say that. Was the, was, <laughs> was the nun from WB the horror film rated R? Maybe that counts. <laughs> uh, the faith based angle might not be Easter friendly, I suppose, yeah. but oh, sure. Okay, you're right. You're right. Um. So yeah, and then we've got Ambulance, probably in its second and last week in most theaters. Oh, such a shame. Yeah, that was that really really underperformed. Like I knew it was going to be soft because I questioned who really the audience was for and what interest like for me it just didn't have there was nothing in the story that seemed interesting other than it's an ambulance car chase movie it sure is <laughs> it just seems too simple of a premise to i don't know to sell a lot of people I, I guess people just weren't interested so i don't see that one having be surviving too much past the second and third week yeah sadly you're right and then going wide this week we have Everything, all the time, somewhere, sometime, all at once. Now, that was having um, really good uh, per screen average and very good word of mouth going into this weekend. It's going its probably widest footprint um, this weekend because it you just you're running out of time to get it in before Doctor Strange and some of these other titles. So we're going to lose a screen availability if you don't get it in soon. But I'm a little concerned. Um, some of the locations that opened it last week on a, on a wider footprint underperformed. And so I don't think, I think this is another title that just isn't going to have mass appeal while it's like very stylized and cool. And it's gathering a lot of um, interesting like word of mouth. I don't feel like it's commercially very wide 
you know, so like they really could play it very wide commercially. The word of mouth will definitely dictate whether it reaches to a wide scale, I think, especially because this is coming out in the most locations possible, probably. Yeah. Um, so it'll be very, be very curious to see if whether it just continues staying at a plateau of that 6 million that it made last weekend. I think it was 6 million, right? Um, which is still pretty impressive given that it was on a more limited release. I mean, Ambulance made 8.5 million yeah. on a wider release. So like three times as, ma- as many oh. screens. Oh, the fact that it's an A24 film that's not yeah. horror. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a shock. Yeah. It's multiverse, which... Mm-hmm. General audiences now like, I guess. Apparently, that's <laughs> we're just the gonna new shove thing. it that's down the their new throats. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna give them so much multiverse, even have... in non-Marvel films. Yeah. Right. So, I was one always wondering what the next thing was gonna be for for a while. There, it was like vampires, and it was like young adult dystopian things. West, westerns tried to take off for a Western, little bit. Yeah. yeah. Again, who thought multiverse would be a concept that it's, would be like let's add this to that, everything? That's not even a genre. That's that just it, a shtick in it, a comic book. It is yeah. now. Who <laughs> thought it would be yeah. that that was it? I mean, that's what's more shocking. Cross dressing was more likely to take off as a genre. Yeah. Than <laughs> multiverse. There's so much multiverse stuff out there, and we were we were watching something. Maybe it was Morbius, and there was just Doctor Strange in the multiverse, and then there was the Spider-Man Spider into the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, there's part another one, one. and yeah. it was just so much of it. And then this everything everywhere. It was like I this is getting overdone. Like I'm getting overwhelmed now with what universe I'm supposed to be in, and yeah what events are supposed to be partaking in this point in this time with these characters it's just not to mention the flash next year it's gonna do that too so you, you know what they aren't overdoing right now what next weekend's variety of releases <laughs> yes that is we have true. something for everybody oh yeah yeah no i'm kind of excited about next weekend we've got um bad guys for another kids movie which we desperately need in the market like we haven't I- had two together in theaters I don't think this whole pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they spaced them out pretty well. Because it was like considered. Tom and Jerry, and then we had Spirit Untamed, and mm-hmm. they were really Crudes spread apart. Crudes 2. Crudes 2, yeah. So they this is the first time we're going to have two like relatively new PG releases together. And they're going to be, and they look good. You know, I, mm-hmm. I still think that Sonic is going to be the better of the two films, like the stronger of the two. Yeah. But I don't, I can see bad guys just having legs, you know, and just playing matinees clear through the summer because <laughs> it's just same with Sonic. It's just when there's nothing else after these two films for a really long time until Lightyear. Mm-hmm. And there's some oh, controversy right. around Lightyear. I don't really see another big kids movie till Minions. Minions is going to be huge. Oh, and, and, and well, Lightyear's okay, Disney. So mm-hmm. there's yeah. not, there's no flexibility with a lot of those bookings. No. But Paramount. Universal. Once we get to a certain I point, hear a hot take. I think Minions will be bigger than Lightyear. I said Just, I said this in the office. I yeah. think Minions is going to be the number one movie of the year. It could be. I like this. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know who's right here. I I I don't know what side. It's to so crazy, Kyle. If you I don't you didn't go to Sonic with a bunch of little kids, but when that Minions <laughs> trailer came on, the energy in the room changed. It's like a rock concert. Like, yeah, I'm sure. 
I mean, people were bored by the Lightyear trailer. Although, for as an adult, I think it looks great. Like, I you were the only one yelling, "Where's Tim Allen?" It was that was me. It was it was like the scene on the Elvis trailer where all the girls go crazy, except everyone under ten went nuts. And then all the parents were like looking at him, like, "What is this? What is happening?" It just exploded. It was it was crazy. I mean, it's very rare that a film evokes that anymore in our culture, that a film evokes that much excitement, even when you're at the movies now. And for younger ages. And yeah. now for younger ages to be like, minions! It's right, just... the minions, you saw the kids freak out, and then it was, sit down, shut up! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Calm down, Keep don't it steal down. anything. <laughs> don't hit your brother. That was me also. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of glad I missed that one then, but I believe you guys though about how epic it was. <laughs> yeah. No, the, there's actually both of these other films I'm really looking forward to this weekend oh, or the coming weekend. Yeah. So um, next week is unbearable weight of massive talent mm-hmm. and it's like a Nick cage playing Nick cage in a very fun rated R comedy. Like, yeah. A get- fictional over the top version of nick cage if i can say that even right but that's what it appears to be yeah the trailer's awesome it has a lot of jokes even the newest trailer that we watched when we went to fantastic beast was so good Mm -hmm. i'm like there's nothing in this i do not like right now i am loving this movie like every line was so funny in it and then if you're looking for something that's completely the opposite of that where it's not going to be funny but it's going to be visually stunning and put together and, and gory and, and violent so gory sweaty yeah the, the northman <laughs> which i'm i'm very excited about actually mm-hmm. yeah i did hear the uh last scene there's a little bit of uh exposure in the Ma- final male exposure we should just the final clarify. battle of the okay. film male bodily exposure okay to molten elements <laughs> <laughs> connect those pieces if you want <laughs> So volcano be aw- wieners. Yeah. Just be aware there's volcano wieners in this movie. You heard it here first. The most PG version or the most PG expression that we could describe for this movie. But it, it's definitely going to be for a um, specific crowd, I guess, who wants volcanic wieners. I forgot what we just said. I don't know if, if anybody goes into it wanting that. I think by the end of the movie, it's the culmination I'm of not, everything that needs to happen. I'm not going to sure. say no. <laughs> yeah, like we shouldn't dismiss volcanic wieners outright right now. Just we haven't seen that. it no, just no. yet, so yeah. you don't know. It could work. It could work. Maybe it just it might will work. be the shtick that takes over the new thing. <laughs> Multiverse and volcano wieners. <laughs> I think I know what my choice would be. <laughs> <laughs> a multiverse full of volcano eaters. Just battles all over. <laughs> but you guys are certainly right. Like, it does feel like there's a piece of the pie for almost every demographic. And then the PG. Plus, we've got really strong holdovers. Like, the PG 13 know, crowd. With Fantastic Beasts will be an extremely strong Sonic, holdover. Morbius Sonic. could still get shows in yeah. bigger complexes. Yeah. So there's plenty of room. I mean, there's there's literally could probably still be yeah. There's literally around. a film for everybody for the yeah. for the first time, yeah. the first time we have something that covers all of our bases. This month has been awesome. Yeah. And you know what's nice is that there's a like a film for everybody. What 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 we just list off like six films. Yeah. It's not endless menus of algorithmic movies or like this is all garbage. It's I think it's so refreshing to go in the theater have like six or seven choices and be like. That one looks good. That mm-hmm. time looks good. Like it just well, just simplifies that idea, your world. Like I remember growing up and we would go to the movies 
not knowing what we were going to see. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, the movie starts at seven. What movie? We'll figure it out when we get there. (laughs) And we'll see what looks good. Yeah, we'll see what looks good. Yeah. And, you know, we could be returning to some of that with that event cinema. I want movie theaters to really survive this and adapt because I really think that as you get overwhelmed with the options on streaming, people are always going to want to seek out convenience. And the most convenient option will be theaters. I know you have to get in your car, and but it gets you out of the house. There's only a couple options to see stuff. It's always quality because we wouldn't be put in a theater if there wasn't quality there. Even Ambulance was a quality movie, even if it didn't strike a chord with people. It was There was nothing really bad in it. It had great acting. It had great, great visual effects. Yeah, great had, visual effects, camera work Yeah, for the most part, but yeah. I mean, it felt like a theatrical film. It certainly did. And I don't think anybody going if they hadn't seen like a rotten tomato score or anything like that if you just put all that stuff aside i I think you can go and have your expectations lowered enough that you can enjoy things and and so i really do think that's kind of the magic of a theater of a theater of the theatrical experience well i had very very low expectations for our field trip yesterday, yeah. the three of us to go <laughs> Guys, see. Kyle went with us to the movie. He didn't have an excuse that like, <laughs> oh, I got to see this with my friends. No, he went with us. It was awesome. I we, tried to make an excuse, but they caught me in my And then scheme. we almost stood them up because we went and got <laughs> drinks beforehand and we forgot what time it was. And I invited <laughs> Kyle to drinks, but he is so responsible. He's like, no, I'll finish up a few things. And here I am, two drink cocktails in being like, what time is it? <laughs> I feel like we're forgetting something. Yeah. <laughs> what could it be? Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay well you guys set my the bar very low for me yeah okay because of how much the two of you i was gonna say disliked this is the second one an interesting conversation because kyle and i felt that the second one ruined like was just a really bad trajectory of like where it was going downhill of uh did we say the movie oh fantastic beasts three yes okay secrets of dumbledore that's the one we're talking about now and the fantastic beast crimes of grindelwald which was the second one was just convoluted the story was all over the place it was just the screenplay was so poorly done it was it had nothing to do with the quality of the filmmaking or the acting it was all in the screenplay yeah and so yeah we've we've really trounced on that one and so ken who has never seen i don't think any of the fantastic beasts had come coming into the third one did have super low expectations because we're like don't don't ruin this for us this is garbage film you know <laughs> this could be very garbage from the last one so so ken as the like i want to say the virgin newbie to it the greenhorn what did you think of that what were your thoughts like dislike what it was dumble boring womp 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 boring no okay. i just i haven't been able to really connect with the film since getting back to theaters when it's really struck a chord with me i mean this was it had all of the, the visual effects were there. There wasn't anything that was shoddy. Maybe a little bit at the beginning where it looked a little silvery with the first creature. Oh, yeah. yeah. It looked a little green Like a screeny. little muddy. Yeah. yeah. It looked a little strange. But other than that, the visual effects were good. The actors were good, except for... You, I know you don't like Eddie Redmayne. Oh, my gosh. He was goofier in this one this time. I, I thought he was fine, but he looks I, like, I kind of get he it. He looks like he has saran wrap over his face. <laughs> All the time. And it's they just got a acting. hole for him to talk through. <laughs> I mean, him and Paul Dano together would be he one hell of a Riddler. Look like he's a little concerned and lost all the time, like like staring into the void. 
And maybe that's why he got the role. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. No. No love loss for him. I mean, Jude Law and Mads Mikkelsen were showing oh, off. They're yeah. <laughs> so yeah. good. That Just, I will say that the Mads Mikkelsen swap in for Johnny Depp vastly improved that character oh, so it much. Makes but way more sense. It does. Too. But the first visually scene, it makes way visually. more sense. The first scene with those two together, they were acting their asses off. You could yeah. tell who the veterans were of the <laughs> <Yeah>. cast. <laughs> And then they didn't really get together. Like, they weren't in scenes together until that last fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was interesting that they kept them at arm's length. I like that, so. though. I have, I have thoughts about that, too, but it expands further. No. Keep going. It was just... I like that it was in the Harry Potter universe, but it was just so far removed that it was hard for me to get really into the creatures. I assumed they only had, like unicorns and dragons because that's the only thing <laughs> and big spiders yeah big spiders all the shit the things they pull out of the ground and they scream <laughs> oh yeah i figured they had those no all of a sudden it's a miniature horse dog thing yeah. <laughs> bambi <laughs> dragon yeah <laughs> but that's what i call them but it doesn't breathe fire i don't know it was there was a lot of explaining exposition that i needed to get through get through to that point i mean it was fine i mean it was sit through i only nodded off once so that's pretty decent <laughs> okay, it good marks from ken yeah that, i mean with no explosions what can you tell me expect? about it. that's pretty good yeah. <laughs> all things considered yeah but at least it had the humor like you have to any of these blockbuster films cannot be self-serious oh, for the whole thing you need the jacob kowalski character he is by far the best best character in the whole thing he's the one that audiences can attach themselves to and yeah. he he's that that regular person in a magical world that you as the audience can experience the world through yeah dan fogler is great as a character oh, too yeah. yeah the talk about a guy that was so glad they're coming back for a third fantastic beast he was the only one that was excited <laughs> he's like hey i get to get another car sign me up he's just <laughs> falling off a cliff like he had his moment and it's gone right but they're like hey we're gonna make a third one it's like, oh, thank God, I've been praying for this yeah. <laughs> every day since we wrapped the last one. I mean, the, the dude is fourth on the billing sheet. I'm sure he could have been like 12th, and he'd be like, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just excited to be here. Yeah, just sign me up. <laughs> All right. So, so I let's mean, go with Kyle yeah. next. Kyle, overall, what did you think of the film? It is a step up from the last movie. It's definitely not as convoluted of, of a script as the previous one was. It's much more smoother. But I do side with Ken on this one. Um, boring. Yeah, because the entire time I'm seeing these characters tell me that their mission is very serious, but never once do I get the sense that it is a serious threat. If anything, it felt like a bridge between two movies, which is fine as long as there's you know, still conflict that needs to be resolved. And I just didn't really get that sense that there's a conflict that I needed to be concerned about in this movie. And I agree with Ken too, that Grindelwald and Dumbledore are, you know, really fun to watch, but they're way too far separated. They should have found a way to get those two actors to work more closely together. And plus the relationship was, it, it, it was, it was a little bit, discreet on who they were in a past life but it, it still was the most interesting part of the movie to me but th the same goes for all the rest of the characters i mean newt and jacob were some of the best parts of them teaming up together in the first movie 
they're not working together at all. They say hi and then they split off with other random characters that I don't care about. And even Dumbledore and Newt too, they have one scene together, but then they split apart as well. So they just didn't utilize characters well. They didn't give me the most entertaining conflict and very exposition-y to the point where it just made me almost sleepy and just had me checked out, especially at the climax where it was supposed to be the cool part, but it just, it just wasn't. And I was uh, bummed out by that. Let's hear it, Cody. I liked it the most out of the three of us. (laughs) Okay. I will say before I get into what I really liked about it, that there were a couple things I didn't like. One was they killed a mother uh, beast that had just given birth in like the first five minutes. And I don't know if my rule of not killing like children or babies or any like that or pregnant people in the first part of a movie (laughs) translates to magical beasts, but I still felt the weight of all that. So the answer is yes, it does. (laughs) (laughs) And And then then they killed a baby creature and I didn't like that. Kind of. It was dead. And (laughs) I didn't like that part either. Well, in that that scene, it was definitely dead. It was very dead, Kyle. (laughs) Oh, that part is so dumb to me and it probably goes into spoiler territory so i'll just move past it similar to like cruella everybody's like oh that was great and it's like in the very next day she starts drowning dogs for a coat (laughs) 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 but they uh showed that part (laughs) they showed mads michelson drowning dalmatians (laughs) and i do get what you mean now it the the, it didn't give you as uh, anxiety in the conflict. There was no anxiety inducement in the conflict that they were trying to create. Yeah. Okay. What I did love about it. It, cl- it felt like a movie that cleaned up all of the mess that was the last movie okay. so much. I yeah. feel like I know that they're crediting JK Rowling, but I don't feel like she had as much involvement with a script. The dialogue was a hundred times better. Yeah. I Every- agree everything the 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 points in the plot all made sense like as a cohesive story moving forward like Mm -hmm. it even though in this one they had to tie up a bunch of stuff it felt like they reworked the whole plan for the five movies and because i don't know if they're going to be guaranteed five movies anymore they're putting the other two on hold i think they want to see the results of this of this one yeah so if this one from dan fogler has to be the end (laughs) I feel like they gave it a good ending. Like you could end on this movie. I felt that too. So they definitely had a plan of that moving that forward. So I do very much like that that got wrapped up clean. And I just feel that like they didn't let JK Rowling anywhere near the script. And they just said (laughs) based on the script of JK Rowling and they took her script and threw it away and then they redid it. So that was very, very nice. Right, right. So I did very much appreciate that. I like how they wrapped up and cleaned up the Credence story in it. Although it was just kind of sad, but it it added so much depth to other characters in the in the story that may have been overlooked. Hmm, um, okay. In other parts of and and tied in with Harry Potter stuff more down the road, which I just I liked those elements. I I liked that depth. Um I liked all the creatures that they had in it. Even the big scary one that killed a bunch of people and threw them up for its babies. I, I think there was a lot of humor in it. Hey, but it fed the babies. It That's fed the nice. Babies. It made me feel really good. Yeah. I, I did not find that part. It made that you part. feel really oh, good. I, I was forgot, like, yeah, I get those bad guys. That was, 
driving me crazy during this. What? Okay. At the end, the wizards have a very strong swing. The the group, the total group of wizards have a very strong swing of opinions. Yeah. <laughs> One direction yep. and then the other. And it just made me think like, okay, well, wizards are like wrestling fans. It's whoever. <laughs> yeah. Somebody pins somebody and then somebody pins somebody else. And they're like, go red team, go blue team. <laughs> like, it didn't have any, I mean, it didn't make any sense, that part. No. Really? People that have opinions. Sense to you? No, no, no. If yeah, you have but an, if in your, I, I feel like we can't really debate this until at, next week. We should pick this con- part of the conversation <sighs> up next week so we're not spoiling it too much, but... I, I you think... either like Mads Michelson or you like Jude Law. You like the if, good if guy or the bad Mads guy. Mads Michelson drowned a bunch of Dalmatians. If you're already voting for Mads Michelson, you're going to stay with Mads Michelson. <laughs> I get it's it. It's the day of the election. You're not switching it. back and forth. I We'll talk about that part later. You it's do bad... if there's if there are elements that, in, especially in your identity as a wizard, your heritage as a wizard, that tells you to change. I'm a Mads man. Boy, you found more in that script than I did. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been nice if they talked about those things. <laughs> they did. Uh, I don't know about that. Okay, what else You're did I really voting like for about Jude it? Law and Justice? I loved how they. <laughs> I feel like this is a bit of a spoiler, but I loved how they got the Jacob Queenie situation fixed because that was the biggest part I hated about the last movie was that she abandoned him and stuff. And I'm only okay if she abandoned him as like a double-crossing secret mole agent that's in there just to glean the information from the enemy and made a sacrifice because she always knew she was coming back. I don't feel like they made that into the story, but I'm okay. I'm the results are still kind of there for me. They definitely retconned her decisions. Yes. Like right away in the beginning, you could tell she's like, oh, I'm with the bad guy. Why am right. I here? And then it's not until like the very end where she's like, I made a mistake. Let me come back. And right. I think there could have been something a little bit more in like the middle there, but it no, worked out was, fine. This was I a, was fine with it. This was a let's write the ship. Let's not get too bogged down in details. Let's just get the ship righted. And yeah, which sadly they had to do for that last movie. I, know, I really appreciate the writing of the ship. Um, I was kind of glad that Tina's character was not in this very much because I found her character annoying the last couple times. Just not didn't do anything for me and kind of annoying. So I found it refreshing she wasn't in it. <laughs> I know she'll be back, but yeah, I mean, I found no stance on that. I didn't I it, it was a character that was always fine to me but I just something about it was funny to me I don't know why like it felt like it wasn't supposed to it felt like the movie probably was supposed to have her in it but something happened right they're like no we got to really correct these other things and there's just no screen time for you I'm yeah. pretty sure that's yeah and a bunch of other characters from the last movie are just gone too are just gone too but yeah. they, which is good but they kept ezra miller in it and then he he was such he, a big he went crazy he went crazy like right before the film came out yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it, that's it, gonna affect his flash film more than it would affect this this film i think yeah but i wonder if the decisions with his character were because they knew that he had issues yeah. they're like we've, we've seen this before Johnny yeah, his Depp. erratic well, yeah. and, his, and Ezra Miller's erratic behavior has come up before. Yes. Like this is not he's a weird dude. And so this is not something that's like, oh Tell us how you really feel. No, he is a weird <laughs> dude. I mean yeah. 
he's a I think he's a brilliant actor and yes he, he is, is very good very captivating on screen I feel bad because his credence character is just it's such a tragedy that is the is is such a tragic story just oh it brings gives it, it some depth and it probably could have been if handled a bit better because I, I i anyway you can keep going yeah well i can't go into papa can you hear me <laughs> <laughs> you get into it without too many spoilers that is a good hint though yeah. i guess <laughs> So, um, but I, I, I'm glad I had low expectations. I, you know, I may have had too high of expectations for the last film. And so lower expectations here were good. I don't feel like this film ruined this budding franchise the way that the third Star Wars or film ruined. The oh, whole, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, uh, ruined sure. it. Just kept on the, the ruining train on that. I just hope that more people are on your side of the fence and yeah. this revitalizes this franchise's chances. I think it fixed it. I don't think it gave it too much new energy, but I think it, it fixed what was there and I think they can make two more films and they, if they keep the course correction, I think they can build big time and I would be okay with just one more film. Like, Oh yeah. There's no reason for there to be five. There doesn't need to be five. Like one more big film where you really get Dumbledore and Grindelwald having their final blowout. But the way they ended it, Grindelwald's like down, you know, down for the count. Dumbledore's on high. Everything looks like it's all the same. So you almost need one more movie to kind of be like the rise of Grindelwald, like Empire Strikes Back. And then, and then the return of the Dumbledore. So then you get five movies. You do get five movies. I don't. I know you don't really. <laughs> they didn't need to do five movies. They should have just had you ever three. Just, you but ever they just walked yourself into planned. a corner before. No, they just needed three, but they overly planned and did. And they did two kind of bad ones. So there, we, there's two extras in there that can totally be cut. Kyle and I just watch you walk around in a circle and go. Yeah. I think I've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's why i kind well, of repeated that i was like did i hear that right yes i i don't i think they can get away with a fourth one although now that we're in this path and this is the starting point we need five to finish out the story but if i had gone back from the very beginning and looked at it this story could have been told in three probably never needed to be five but here we are at five so I'll say this movie was better than morbius but it was way so longer much better than morbius yeah. so i have neck and neck you have neck and neck. So much better than Morbius. Morbius was ninety minutes. Get me yeah. in and get me out. That was that I. Uh, mm. Oh, tough. Yeah, but Morbius. Muy bueno. So cringy. If you're gonna be bad, be ninety minutes. <laughs> if you're gonna be, I did not feel yeah. like this was too long. Oh my gosh, it lasted forever. Okay, they could have cut the whole end scene um after the like the big fight events the whole later end scene could yeah. have been an end credit scene it didn't need to be part of the movie and then that would have shorted up a little bit that could have been the start of your fourth movie yeah it really could have been the start it, of the it's a fine movie. ending but it, it felt that's where i felt like oh we're still going at this <laughs> this is still going on yeah i didn't need to it, it had it was a happy ending for me when it when i thought it should have ended well, speaking of fourth movies, um, with Sonic releasing, they released the trailer for the fourth uh, Kung Fu Panda. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. named Pause of Fury. It's not by the same studio, and it has no pandas in it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it is an animal Kung Fu movie. Where the animal is no good at Kung Fu to start. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's the same movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't have any magical talent. Like he he's not gonna come into his own as a panda. Like that He's a dog. He's yeah. never gonna be a panda. You're right. How about we say what the name of the movie is <laughs> oh, yeah. first? Right. Pause of Fury. It dropped its first trailer sometime last weekend. That's and we I was also thinking title. about Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> no. Looks like a cute movie, but I was thinking about Kung Fu Panda because that's what I grew up with. I love Samuel Jackson's voice, but for some reason it didn't fit. It does not fit. Nope. <laughs> no. And, and weirdly enough, neither does Michael Sarah's. No. Like I disagree dog. with that. I thought it was fine. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I don't mind his voice really? with like the little wimpy dog. It was great. Okay. Okay. I okay. mean, the DC Super Pets more throws me off when all of a sudden Kevin Hart is a bigger dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we his, saw we, his voice freaks me out when yeah, it's coming out of. A, we we I saw that, that trailer the, in front of Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, and but, even I was like, oh man, I don't know. That's. They Some... picked the bad DC Super Pets trailer. Yeah. They, did, they did not program that very well. There's not a great trailer. There's the one where it has Batman and and the other and the dog character kind of like coming together. But it just that one looks kind of dumb. If... I just like the whole one where they where they focus on Superman's dog and then um, how the other animal shelter pets get superpowers. Right. I like that. The trailer. main one. That's yeah. the Kevin good Hart's trailer. animated. He's a rabbit. I'm sorry. He's got to see the rabbit, yeah. I do find it weird because Kevin Hart has been in an, in like an animated animals movie with dogs, but he wasn't a dog. And so now when oh. he's a dog, it freaks me out. I'm like, you're supposed to be a rabbit. you got a rabbit else. voice. I think everyone else will be okay with that. But anyway, Pause of Fury. Um, we think it's a better trailer than the other superheroes dc superheroes no, one i definitely think dc super pets is gonna be much better than positive the animation is stylized but not really in a great way yeah yeah it, like that's it's what i thought too. like bad guys is stylized in a great way right like they had a te- like it's stylized with texture and mm-hmm. this seems like stylized because bad guys was stylized or... like we have to keep up with the joneses here right but we yeah. don't have the same artists we don't have the same directors right. we don't have the same we're, we're not the same level yet yeah so. yeah no, I mean, I'm glad to have... I'm always glad for another kids movie. I just mm-hmm. feel like in a summer of kids movies, this is probably the one that's going to make the least amount of money. The weakest? The yeah. weakest, yeah. It comes out when? July, right? End of July. End of July? Well, okay. I mean, maybe Minions will... <laughs> okay, no, it, won't, it won't die by then. But <laughs> it's not going to die by then. <laughs> at least there will be two of them in theaters at that time. Right. And oh. then we have August, so there we go. We could be playing Minions until Halloween some places. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's entirely feasible well, we now. Play, we played scene two until We still have scene Easter. two on screen. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. couldn't we play Minions until Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These six-month cycles. Yeah. You, uh, illumination, just keep doing just, what you do. <laughs> you know, you get that extra longevity when you allow shows to happen. If you can keep something for a matinee, you don't have to have these clean schedules. You get to keep your film in the marketplace way longer. Like theater owners want to want to maximize screen show times. They don't want, we don't want to play. They don't want to just get rid of your film for no reason. They or, want, you or know, play so. super pets right. at eight thirty at night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all or nothing. Showtime policies suck. I mean, yeah. I get it in the first, like say three weeks. Like you want to protect the bulk of the run where you're making the most money. But after that point, let it go. Let, 
let let the theater owners do what they Sing do it, best Cody. and maximize Sing their showtimes. Sing it. Let the reins <laughs> off. Let those ponies run free. Let it go. Let it go. Uh, copyright, copyright. We don't have the rights to this song. <laughs> Get me worked up on show schedules. All right. We love it. Let's get Cody out of here before she says something else. We have one more thing to talk about. What do we have to talk about? We just want to just mention that there's a lot in the news about the Warner Brothers Discovery merger. A lot of top, 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 top level executives are getting let go. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's... There's two corporate structures merging together. Oh, I feel right. so bad for those. I don't feel bad executive for them at directors. all. Oh, they get their like golden parachute packages, and they're like, "Goodbye, you can go be executive somewhere else." Their little golden gift baskets. Yeah. <laughs> so, but so far, it hasn't affected uh, sales teams or distribution plans um, moving forward. And when it does, we'll we'll definitely like more report on that. But I don't foresee anything really changing this year. Until uh, I would be shocked if they just got in there and by October or by the summer was like making huge changes. Tore the whole thing up. I, I think that plans are kind of in place and they're going to they're going to kind of ease into it. Maybe by this fall we'll see some changes. But they just saw how AT&T screwed this up. So yeah, they're gonna, they should. I would think they're going to be very careful. Yeah, I think. I just hope that they're just doing what United Artists and Amazon is doing. They're having those internal debates like, are we a streamer? Are we a thea uh, theatrical? What's our legacy? What's our corporate like culture and structure going to be? How are we going to do these um, content pipelines? Like all those questions need to be answered first. And so I'm sure it's like normal day-to-day -day stuff on at least on our level that we're going to see for for a while. When are you releasing Mortal Kombat 2? That's what Cody I wants know. to know. I need <laughs> getting ready for it. Like I, I'm ready for another one. Come on, Water Bros. Discovery. I'm not super excited about Northman Gore, but for some reason, when it's at Mortal Kombat, I'm like dazzled. It's, it sets the stage for it. It's okay. <laughs> I'm so ready for this. Where's the popcorn? This is cinema. I want to yeah. eat while I watch I wanna, someone's yeah. lungs uh, get ripped out. I <laughs> need blood clouds of poofy blood clouds of cgi yeah <laughs> blood clouds maybe like body parts dangling it's all fine in mortal Kombat, but not volcanic wieners <laughs> but any other time i'm like oh i don't need the violence <laughs> mortal Kombat. i'm just weirdly programmed you, you should just let volcanic wieners been the end of the podcast <laughs> no i'm not gonna end on a wiener joke and on that note thank you everyone for listening to the uh, off the break podcast come on guys this is on brand with us yes. you can find us on all podcast platforms and be sure to like and follow our facebook and instagram pages at off the break podcast have a good weekend everybody bye bye